0: Welcome to BioInnovator Spotlight at LifeScience.org, where we listen to the life science leaders of tomorrow tell their story and discuss their challenges as founders and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, scientist turned communicator, Dr. David Kirk. Let's meet today's founder. I'm joined this week by Federico Paoletti, co-founder and CEO of Exogene, based in Oxford in the UK. Federico, thank you for joining me in the BioInnovator Spotlight.
1: Yeah, it's great to be here.
0: Let's start with yourself. Tell me a bit about your background and why you decided to become a founder.
1: Yeah, so my background is in uh, molecular cancer research. Uh, I did a PhD at Oxford uh, back in 2018, really kind of combining mathematical modeling and biophysics to understand how uh, cells repair the damage to their DNA and how that process can go wrong and potentially lead to cancer. I actually started out uh, in my academic journey hoping to become a professor, but got kind of progressively frustrated with the, the lack of translational uh, mm-hmm. innovation uh, in academia. Yeah. And I actually left uh, academia immediately after my PhD and moved to uh, Geneva in Switzerland and started working at the World Health Organization, always in the cancer space, but on the kind of policy and, and prevention mm-hmm. side that experience in a way uh, shaped my my view of medicine and also the the vision for for exogene currently um, which is you know now of course we need to to focus on curing cancer but the future of it is in actually preventing it and you know at, at the WHO i was working on policy which is useful but not sufficient to to really solve cancer and so i uh, i moved to london with this idea of creating a company that would focus on developing therapies to cure and eventually prevent uh, cancer. Um, And I actually ended up joining this uh, startup accelerator called Entrepreneur First, uh, where you join kind of pre-team, pre-idea. And that's where I met my my co-founder, Andrea, who's a a machine learning scientist uh, with a background in computer science. And yeah, we joined forces.
0: Wonderful. That sounds like... um sounds like a nice way of coming into it as well. You got to have a good look at the the, the world of cancer from different angles. Uh, tell me more about the field that you're focusing on and, and what you see as the major challenges.
1: So broadly speaking, we are working in the field of immuno-oncology. We're developing cell therapies to tackle otherwise untreatable uh, solid cancers. The field of immuno-oncology has really been revolutionized, of course, since uh, 2011, since the, the onset of uh, checkpoint inhibitors, which have been very, of course, uh, transformational in the treatment of some types of solid cancers, for example, uh, lung cancer. Um, then we, you know, in 2017, we had CAR-T cell therapies that really delivered transformational clinical results for Blood cancers, you know, very long-lasting remissions. Unfortunately, 90% of all cancers are solid cancers, um, lung cancer, but also, for example, pancreatic cancers. And most patients don't respond to uh, checkpoint inhibitors, which means that, you know, once that cancer has spread across the body, um, treatment options are... Uh, still very limited. So, most people die uh, once the the disease has spread across the body. So, we focus on developing uh, cell therapies to tackle these currently untreatable uh, solid cancers. We focus on developing what are called T-cell receptor-based cell therapies. We believe TCR based cell therapies have an edge compared to CAR T therapies because they use a natural immune recognition process to actually identify cancer cells. And this can also help recruit other immune cells from the body to better penetrate the tumor environment and actually eliminate the cancer cells more effectively. What we're doing is we're building technology specifically to find rare uh, anti-cancer. Uh, T cell receptors that are naturally produced by our own immune system and use these receptors to develop our own cell therapy uh, products. Ultimately, uh, for us, this is like a needle in a haystack problem, right? Billions of different uh, T cell receptors that our body naturally produces to Um, flight off infections or even cancer cells, right? Um, But less than one in 100,000 of these receptors is actually anti-cancer and has the ability to potentially be used as a therapeutic. Um, And so we are using a combination of uh, artificial intelligence and new high-throughput techniques in the lab to mine the immune system for these uh, rare T-cell receptors that would otherwise remain undetected using just conventional uh, low-throughput lab approaches. Um, Yeah, our focus is currently on tackling uh, advanced solid tumors. The vision for us is to ultimately develop cell therapies that could reverse immune aging and actually prevent chronic diseases such as cancer, but also other types of diseases like cardiovascular disease or even neurodegeneration. You know, the aim for the future would uh, be to, you know, rather than killing cancer cells, which is what we want to do now, in the future, we would want to kill old immune cells that actually accumulate as we age. Um, These are known as uh, senescent T cells, um, which, you know, these cells, at least in mice, have been shown to increase the chances of uh, chronic cardiovascular disease and cognitive impairment. So hopefully, if we tackle these uh, old immune cells in the future, we
0: would uh, be c- tackling the root cause of several uh, chronic diseases. Wow, oh, fascinating. And uh, what is the big challenge for you then in building this, uh, building this up as a founder?
1: I think one of the biggest challenges that um, I face and, of course, probably other founders face at the same time is this kind of uh, idea of optimizing for the short term versus optimizing for the long term. So I think it's always important to to optimize for the long term, right? So so what does that mean? Specifically as a founder, you know, one challenge is ensuring that like the milestones that we set for the future actually enable us to both uh, fundraise in the short term, but also uh, bring us closer to our sort of long-term vision. Right. And I think it's, it's particularly important in this kind of uncertain financial climate to be pragmatic, but also align with your, your vision and your, and your values for the future. In our thought process, in my thought process, sometimes, you know, I can fall into this trap of, you know, potentially aiming for a short-term goal that does not bring us actually closer to the vision, simply because it might at first first sight seem like a low-hanging fruit. And it's always good to step back um, in, in these moments and, and, and to think twice about those decisions. What I've found, I think, is that it eventually backfires uh, when, you, when you optimize for the short-term in this way, because you, you can like, lose focus and just spread yourself too thin. This challenge of optimizing for the short-term versus the long-term, I think it's particularly challenging in biotech compared to tech. Primarily because the timelines for product development in, in biotech are far longer, right? So it takes at least 8 to 10 or 12 years to launch a product, right? Uh, a therapeutic product. So it's even more important to not waste potential, potentially years of, of work that ultimately you know, might not be useful to reach that, that long-term uh,
0: vision. The last thing I want to ask you, Federico, is... recommendation of a book or a documentary that helps shape your thinking on your journey?
1: Yeah. So on the book side, I would recommend Genentech by Sally Smith Hughes and uh, Lifespan by uh, David Sinclair. I don't think I can recommend a documentary, but I can recommend a TV series uh, called Silicon Valley. So starting from Genentech, it's basically the story of the first biotechnology company. Um, So Genentech, you know, they were the first to recombinantly produce human proteins uh, in bacteria at scale uh, all the way back in the late 70s. And I think the book is, it really highlights very well how the CEO and CSO defined their first kind of uh, startup milestones. Um, in such a way to both enable like fundraising, but also align with the the long-term vision of the company, right? And the, the example is like, they started by producing uh, somatostatin uh, rather than going for insulin, which was, you know, a very well-defined um, protein and had a very well-defined uh, market. Um, somatostatin was like this hormone that had no commercial market, but it was a useful proof of concept that enabled the company to both raise the round the next uh, their next funding round and also brought them closer to their vision of like producing medicines and in, in bacteria. Um, so lifespan by David Sinclair I would say helped me appreciate um, how aging uh, can lead to cancer and it also you know helped me shape the vision for for exogen, right So cancer you right, in, in the context of, of aging and how we can potentially prevent it in the future. Of course, the field of aging research is at an early stage. So it is important to, of course, kind of interpret his ideas and conclusions with a critical mindset. I then recommended uh, Silicon Valley. So Silicon Valley is a TV series that has nothing to do with biotech, but has a lot to do with building a uh, startup, in, especially you know in the tech world uh, from scratch. I think there's a lot, though, in common with building a biotech company. Um, and, you know, it really covers like the challenges of interacting with business partners and investors and hiring a team, but also building and validating the technology. It is a uh, very crude humor. It's essentially uh, satirical. And, you know, personally, I find it very, very funny, but also very uh, useful because it, it's quite realistic. Um, so there's a lot of like learnings, I think that, you know, founders, aspiring founders can can take from that TV show.
0: Wow, that, that actually sounds quite true to life. Um, <laughs> but those are the challenges that uh, founders face. Oh, Ben, thank you for those recommendations. And thank you for joining me on BioInnovator Spotlight.
1: Thanks, David. Great to be here.
0: Are you a life science CEO in Europe? Go to lifescienceorg.com where you can connect, share, and engage with a community of your peers. We have a platform just for early-stage founders, too. You can join there at nextgen.lifescienceorg.com.